Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. This is John Fuller along with Aaron Smalley and Dr. Greg Smalley. And today we're going to be talking about sexuality and how we can treat it in a God-honoring way. And we're going to return now to a conversation that Jim Daly and I had with Pastor Levi Lusco. You know, Levi, I was uh, at a book signing and I was speaking to maybe 50 or 70 people and there was a homosexual man in the audience and he put his hand up and he said, when, when are you Christians going to get over your archaic understanding of human sexuality? It's like you're living in the 15th century. Sure. We're in the 21st century. Why don't you cut, catch up to speed? And I smiled and I said, you know, it's great that you want to make me the editor of the book, but I'm just a follower. And I fail at times in following the book, but it's not up to me to edit the book. God has crafted this as guidelines, as you said, as the rules to live by for our blessing, not to curse us, but to help us live a fulfilled and wonderful life. How would you answer that person uh, with what you know now and what you've gone through personally? Why don't you just get caught up with the 21st century? Tender is the way it is, Levi. I mean, even for the church, come on. Yep. Well, I think, first of all, you responded so well in the moment with kindness. And But to, to say, it with all due respect, I'm just delivering the message he gave to us. And who are we just to change it? Uh, it's not loving. It seems loving to do that, but it's actually unloving. Um, but I think uh, when we look at our culture, the data does not point to our culture's approach to instant gratification as being life-giving. Uh, you look at the higher rate of STDs. They say that 40 years ago, doctors only needed to know how to treat two STDs. Now, 25 they need to know because they're commonly seeing. One out of four teenage girls has an STD. Look at uh, sexual assault. It's now estimated that 20% of college co-eds, by the time they get out of college, will have experienced sexual assault. 20%. Just think about this. That's one out of five. When you look at the approach that says do whatever you feel like doing, And it's kind of like we said, a secular humanistic approach where whatever I feel like, it's not thy will be done, it's my will be done. Why are we surprised that that eventually ultimately carried out to its highest, you know, ultimate expression leads to people taking advantage of other people? In the animal world, Mm -hmm. one shark takes another shark, one bear takes another bear, no one flinches. I think we know more because we've been given more. We've Mm -hmm. been made in the image of God. So when we see in, you know, 2 Samuel 13, Tamar raped by uh, her brother, we're appalled because we know that's wrong. But ultimately, he was just doing what felt good in the moment. Right. He was living out Darwin's theory, right? At the end of the day. the You mentioned the animal kingdom. So much of what God has created is a metaphor or, an, or a point of training for us, isn't it? You pull that point out in your book uh, when it comes to sharks and your fascination with Discovery Channel. I, yeah. You probably watch Shark Week like my boys and oh, I, I tend to it. do because it's just, you know, that's guys TV yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. But you were captivated about uh, the shark and their mating habits. Absolutely. What I, was it? I was watching this uh, show about great white sharks breeding and they showed a, a female great white shark and they said, we know it's a female. And I was like, how do they know that? They look the same to me, you know, and, and they said, because her side is riddled with scars and that's how the male shark holds on. He has to hold on somehow. So he bites her on the side while he mates with her. And then he said, the presence of scars means there's been sex. And when I heard that, it just chilled me because that phrase, sex means scars. So often when we approach sexuality in the context that God did not tell us to 
it leads to scars, the scars of heartbreak, the scars of abortion, the scars of, 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 of STDs, of, of divorce. We see scars. I, I think of people in my own life, those who, you know, the young person who sent and sexually explicit pictures and they got around the school, the person who cheated on his wife and it devastated both families. Sex means scars. And that's why God intends something so much more for us. Yeah. Well, this can be a tender topic for all of us. We all have some sort of scars. Um, increasingly, kids are exposed to pornography online and earlier and earlier age. So generations in the future are going to be dealing with these kinds of things. I was exposed to pornography when I was about 12, 13. That left a scar. Um, through God's grace, though, there's redemption. It doesn't have to be an anchor that you drag around for the rest of your life. Greg, there are probably some who are feeling guilty. They, they they were wounded or they made some bad decisions that caused some scars, and they just can't shake it. I mean, that darkness is around them all the time. How do you encourage them to find some healing? Especially in this area, because the, the scars, the pain, the past experiences, what we've gone through, whether that, John, to your point, was pornography or sexual abuse or or having premarital sex, I mean, whatever is going on, oftentimes we don't talk about it as couples. So it, it's impacting our current relationship, but we're not really talking about it. I think couples universally just really, really struggle with this. I remember early on in our marriage, um, there came there there was a time when in in graduate school that I was facing kind of the final. Um, step, which is these massive comprehensive exams. I was so nervous. I was so convinced that I was going to fail, that that it wasn't going to work. And I was just, all the stress was adding up. Of course, I wasn't sharing that with Aaron. Mm. Well, it, part of how it was impacting us is that I just, I wasn't interested in, in being sexually intimate. Well, so Aaron then noticed this she brought it up. I reacted defensively. So then all of a sudden her mind starts to wander, like, what, what's going on? Or are you something going on with a classmate or is there something wrong with me? And, and it really, really had an impact, which is the first thing that we have to be willing to do is be courageous to actually dig in and, and begin to talk and, and deal with these things. Because mm-hmm. as Aaron really challenged me, and, and said, we've got to talk about this. And finally, through when I quit being defensive and, and, and thought about it, and the more we talked, I realized, yeah, I'm super stressed out. And, and that's impacted my desire in our bedroom. Mm. And we were able to get past that. And so that, that's a minor setback. That's a minor issue. A lot of couples are facing much bigger issues. The point being is we've got to have some awareness that, that there's some things that have, that I've gone through that's impacting my relationship. Am I courageous and willing enough to go and get help and actually begin to talk through it? Mm. And honestly, John, I love when a couple will come into my office and, and really the, the beauty of counseling is that when you come into a counselor's office, it becomes a safe haven, or at least it should be. And I love that when people become, when they feel safe, they're more willing to be vulnerable and take those risks. And what I have seen over and over again is this stuff comes out into the light 
with a trained professional, a trained Christian professional to help navigate it. It's amazing the healing that comes into that relationship, but then also the healing that happens in individual hearts. I believe God uses the marriage relationship to bring healing of all types within the relationship, but then also in the individuals. Mm -hmm. And so take that risk, take that risk and step into a Christian counselor's office and, and seek help. It is, it is worth it, and it will make all the difference, not only in your marriage, but in your own life. And there's a legacy that you can leave of a restored uh, relationship, of strength in mm -hmm. what was previously a weakness. Uh, go ahead and call us here at Focus on the Family if you're struggling in this area of your relationship. Our number is 800-A-FAMILY. And uh, we'd be happy to connect you with one of our counselors, uh, schedule a phone consultation so you can uh, begin to take those steps. We can also direct you to a counselor in your area. Uh, we have a network of trusted counselors, and so uh, please do call or uh, stop by our website, and we'll have details in the episode notes. Uh, I should also mention, of course, Levi's book, Swipe Right. That is a great tool. It's available for your gift of any amount to this ministry. Uh, again, just check the show notes for details. Well, on behalf of Greg, Aaron, and the entire marriage team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening today to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.